0: Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the Banana Yellow Game Pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the... Or see what we can set. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be the We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. Change it. Change it. Change it. Change it. We will change the system. sixty four with your host Yummy the Ferret Hello and welcome to a new episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, the Yummy the Ferret. How's everyone doing today on this fine well I guess it's gonna be coming out Saturday, so Saturday. This is this episode's gonna encompass the week of the thirty-first, so uh, any any news that came out before, or uh, I should say, came out. Well, yeah, any any news that came out this past week since the uh, last Friday is uh, gonna be what we're covering today, including um, some games that I've been playing as well on the Xbox Game Pass for PC. Wow, yummy! You, you're you're playing Xbox Game Pass on PC. Yes, I am. It's actually kind of worth it. But, that'll come a little bit later. I just wanted to start this off by saying I apologize for the mic quality in the last episode, and also how loud everything was in the video scheme of things. Um, I've, I've, I've changed my settings, and I've also changed out my microphones. That's right, I got a new microphone. Um, So the Yeti that I was using before, before, the Yeti X, died. And then I was using the old, original Yeti that I had from YouTube days, which doesn't sound very good with the settings that I have. And now, yes, I have the HyperX Quadcast microphone trying this out on for size. Well, I guess I'm not trying it out since I bought it now, didn't I? (laughs) Um, So yeah, um, if you guys didn't know from the... I, I, I explained it on stream, but if you weren't there, I guess you wouldn't know. Um, the podcast is now going fully audio only, so it's gonna be on Spotify and Anchor and all those places that Anchor wants to send it to. That is where you can find the podcast now. Um, I guess if you don't know that, I guess you wouldn't know to hear this, but, you know, I'm tr- I've i been trying to get people to, to, uh, to, to understand what's going on, um... But yeah, so the podcast is going to be audio only, and I'm going to try and make it the best experience that you can possibly have. YemiCast is over, Ferris Four is not live anymore, but we are still jamming out news articles, video game reviews, and first impressions, and we're still having lots of fun here. That's right, I'm having a blast. Randy is tugging on his toy while I'm talking. All right. So, the first thing I want to talk about today is why my music didn't loop. Nope, it's looping, actually. Just kidding. Oh, I got pranked! Get pranked, motherfucker! So, the first thing I want to talk about today is, uh, Carry On, which is a new game from Devolver Digital. And it's the reverse horror game, where you play as a giant kalama- kilom- Is that how you say it? kalama Of, like, tentacles or- and slime and shit, you know? Um, and you go around, uh, killing humans in various ways and getting power-ups and going through this facility and trying to escape. And it is such a fun experience. It really is. It's, it's probably one of my favorite games this year now. Um, it came out last week and it went right to the Xbox Game Pass along with two other games that I'll talk about after this one. So, what's the main point of it? Like I said, your goal is to escape, um, and you can level- like, you can grow your character by eating humans. Um, if you get hit too many times by like bullets and stuff like that, uh, you will shrink in size and and become less powerful. But there is also, um, there's also a catch to that, because being smaller comes with different powers than being large. Right, the smaller one has like this web that I can shoot out and and tie uh, enemies up. It also can go invisible, which means you can get through like, um, you know, like security and stuff like that. There's also, um, a different move with it. Um, oh, what's the move? I forget the other move with it, but there is another unique move for that one as well. The big one, the big version of the, of the, of the beast. Is a power it's it's pretty much just a punishing powerhouse right instead of being able to web things you can charge into things um, You can turn into a giant spike ball and then and, and kill people with ex- With spikes you have an electric attack. No, you don't you don't have an electric tag I'm, I'm thinking of getting the electricity for the spike attack. I'm stupid um, But you can also control people's minds as well um, And there's other other things you get later in the game. I don't want to give everything away of course in the grand scheme of things, it is a bit of a shorter game compared to other things that I played this year, but it is a very fun and lovely experience. It's a it's a, it's a very nice package. I think twenty dollars is, is is a pretty good price for this, even though there's really only the story mode to do. There's not much ex- exploration can you can do in the long in the scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things. Um, but there is a- enough to keep you going, and I think multiple playthroughs, um, would work. Um, uh, but I, I- think that, you know, most people are gonna play this and be one and done with it, because there's really not much else, um, to do in the game besides from the main story mode. Like I said, this- it's not like the game has, you know, um... You know, collectibles or, or an open world or or anything like that. I mean, I, I mean, guess I, I guess it technically it does have an open world. It's just it's 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 confined and there's like really no reason to go back to earlier areas because it's not like when you get a new power you have to go. You know, you, things open up in the area like you know five areas before. You know, it's it's usually in that same area that you do other things or maybe you go back one area. It's one of those things because because this game can be a little bit confusing because there's really no like objective marker or anything like that. There's really no there's really no like navigation or anything that's like hey, you need to go this way or hey, now that you have this, you can go do that. And I I like that about the game, but also there's there was a few times where I was just like lost and I was just going around in circles not knowing exactly where to go, and then I randomly found a door that I could open that I hadn't been in before, or I had forgotten about, Either it's one of those two things. And that's the thing that kind of brings the game a little bit down for me, not too much, because I, I, I didn't really mind personally. I think that the open nature of the game, just kind of allowing you to do what you want to do in the way that you want to do it, while still adhering to a singular path, is is a pretty, is a pretty nice gameplay, um, or is, is pretty nice gameplay to me. But like I said, it it would help to have, like, maybe something on the, um, there's like these, these scrolling words that come around every so often on, like, computer monitors or, or like, a sign. It would be nice to have it, like, kinda hint at where you need to go next, like, oh, what, please, you know, everyone needs to evacuate to the, you know, the, the penitentiary garden or greenhouse garden or whatever. You know, that would be like, oh, okay, so I need to go there, but instead, I mean, sometimes it says has some humorous things on there, other times it's just like a um, a normal message you would see in any other horror game, where it's like, please, you know, file, single file, to the bathroom, and wait for Jimmy, because Jimmy's a little bit slower than everyone, and oh, uh, this, this guy is drinking too much water at the water fountain, so, you know, remember, it's three seconds and you gotta move on, Jimmy, you know, kind of like that, <laughs> but not really. Um, But all in all, I really enjoy carry-on. I think that it's a pleasure to play with a mouse and keyboard Because with a controller you're thinking of you're thinking of it like You would play any other game where you use the control sticks to move around and look around and stuff like that That's not exactly how the game plays. It's a little bit different You don't use wsad to move and, and you don't use the right you know right or left joystick to move you essentially have a crosshair that you that you move around on the screen and you press like A or you press left mouse click Or is it right? No, it's left. Left mouse click to move to that position and, and the and the creature kind of moves in its own way to get there. And that might sound weird at first, but when you're playing with a mouse and keyboard, damn does it feel good. It actually feels really good. Only, only once in a while when I was doing like a combat encounter would you know the you know the beast gets stuck on like a corner and then I would get shot to hell and I'd have to retreat or I'd have to consume someone to regain some health. But other than that, I felt like the control scheme was actually really really nice and it it, it was really well done. There are also like flashback sequences in this game that kind of explain some of the backstory to the game. I think that it it does a really good job of kind of doing a quick little you know romp through the background of how the humans found the place and you know what happened how the beast escaped stuff like that um, or how they originally found the beast um, I, I think that um, the game leaves a lot to, to mystery a lot to imagination um, but I think that like in the in the grand scheme of things I think that it's a really fun game and I think that if you haven't played it yet I'd, I'd go ahead and play it if you have Xbox Game Pass or PC or I think it's on regular console too Go ahead and, and pick that up. I, I think it's um I think it's a game that a lot of people will enjoy, but I think it'll be like a sleeper hit type game, because not everyone's gonna play it because oh, that doesn't look like a game I would wanna play, but in the end it actually probably is gonna be a game that a lot that, that a lot of people will, will love. And um, I think it's gonna be like one of those more underground type games for a while before people finally get around to playing it. And that's just the kind that's the thing, you know, Devolver is kind of an indie developer, even though they're growing bigger, um, I think that people still like, they see like an indie developer who made a, you know, a, 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 it's, it's almost got like an 8-pit style graphics to it, it's a side-scroller, you know, people will discredit it and just, and just move on because, oh, I've played a million of those, right? Well, this game is a lot different than a million of those other games, and I think that if you're looking for a unique experience that feels really good, well, this might be a game that you want to check out. So, Carry On, I think right now, as it stands, I'd definitely give it a 9. If the navigation was a little bit easier, I think I would give it a ten, but it's a nine from me, boys and girls. Next up on the agenda is Neon Abyss. Now I talked about Neon Abyss a little bit before, when there was a there was a demo on Steam that I played and I talked about it before, and essentially everything I said about the demo is exactly what I'm going to say here. Um, The game doesn't feel unique enough, the game doesn't have, like, a unique art style to it that makes it pop like I was hoping it would. I mean, the game's called Neon Abyss, and most of the areas you go to are gray, and dark colors, and you're like... I thought that this was, like, like a, a cool, like, crazy type game with neon effects and signs and... Stuff like that. I guess I guess the uniqueness of the game comes from the, the weaponry, the bosses, not really the enemies, but the bosses for sure. The bosses are definitely one of the more charming aspects of the game. Now, I'm not going to say that the game is terrible. You know, it's a good game. It kind of reminds me of Enter the Gungeon, but it's a 2D side-scroller. Um, and it has like a, a Metroidvania type style to it where you, you, in a singular level you'll go to all these different rooms trying to kill all the enemies and finding all the equipment and stuff like that. Um, I think that they, they do give you enough crystals and stuff like that, um, but I don't think that there is enough variety in the... Randomized level design, right? I feel like a lot of these things like the, the rooms feel very similar um, There's a fast travel system, which is nice So you can go back and forth between the rooms that have something that oh Maybe I don't maybe I don't have enough crystals to get through this door or whatever and, and eventually you will have them And you don't want to run through the, the whole level, so that's nice about it But I just think that like all these different areas are starting to blend together They're just they're just a Klammigration of I said the word again, and I can't say it of just grays, and whites, and darks, and it just doesn't- it doesn't feel like what what I want from the game. Like, the achievements and stuff are all colorful, and blah 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 blah, and your character in the background on the cover is like purplish neon, and lights, and stuff like that, but... I just don't feel that with the game, and I was, I was really hoping for that, because it's a really interesting style. But then you turn on the game and it's just not that style and I'm I just I'm very disappointed by that And I was disappointed by it in the demo and I was hoping that they would liven it up a bit for the final build But essentially the demo is the final build and it doesn't seem like they're gonna be doing anything like that I, I, I understand it's like a dungeon right it's an abyss but if but I, I feel like they should have leaned into that more dystopian Type feel to it where sure you can have the gray walls and stuff like that But have like this neon signs being poppy and have your character be bright and have the enemies be bright and That that's all I really want, you know Um, So it doesn't do much to separate itself from the pack Um, It does have the eggs that you hatch by collecting them and then they hatch after a few Uh, Areas you go through and some of them don't have anything in them. Some of them have things to help you It's kind of like Binding of Isaac in that aspect where it's a random luck of the draw What you're gonna get and sometimes it'll help you a lot sometimes it'll help you a little sometimes There'll be nothing in the egg and it won't help you at all Am I gonna continue playing this game after it's off of the game pass? I don't think so I Love team 17, but I think that as a publisher they needed to kind of guide this project a little bit more Uh, other than that it's it's fine. It, it, it works pretty well. I think the controls especially with the grenade throwing is a little bit weird But other than that, it's a enjoyable game for what it's worth um, I think that it just is missing the mark a little bit in my opinion now I haven't gone very far in the game. I've done about three or four different runs of the game now Currently right now in its current state. I'm probably gonna give it like a five. Um, I don't think anything higher than that would be you know would 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 be good for this one. I mean, it's 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 a cool concept I just wish that they had expanded on it I wish they had made it more like the promotional material and I really think they need they needed to make this game pop a little bit more um, There are areas that do pop a little bit more, you know, but those are far and in between and I was really hoping for something else, so um, Yeah, I think I think it's like a maybe maybe more like a six. I think I, I, I'm i leaning more towards a six, but uh yeah, I don't think I'll be playing this one after it goes off of the Game Pass. And then finally, on the new games that I've been playing this week, I'm not going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima yet because I haven't finished it, and I have nothing new to report from The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I just, uh, I've just, I've been, I've been lazy with my PlayStation gaming. Um, I've just been playing PC pretty much for the past few weeks. But anyways, The West of Dead. This is a game that I was interested in when I originally saw it, but it wasn't a game that I wanted to pick up right away because, you know, it didn't I mean, it didn't look like a game that would be quite for me. Um, it came to the Xbox Game Pass Day 1, and it's actually a really interesting game. I think the biggest negative I have for the game right now is the camera system. It's like a 2.5D-type shooter, and the camera just sometimes doesn't... Is it is just not in the right place for what they want you to do? Um, The mechanics of the game are really strong um, And the game itself is is pretty is pretty cool, too. I like the graphical style It's got like a cell shaded style um, I like the mechanic of the game where you can only shoot enemies who are in light So one of the main things the one of the main challenges of the game is actually running around and lighting lanterns So that you can actually lock on and attack enemies. You can attack enemies without locking on but it's a lot more difficult So essentially you're stuck in this purgatory place. It's kind of like cowboy hell <laughs> So you're fighting like uh, Union soldiers you're fighting um, like these creeper dudes who are like miners um, There's like there's like Crazy like they're almost like minotaurs except they only have a cow's head kind of thing going on um, There's a lot of different enemy variety in the game, and I really enjoy that uh, I Like the design of the levels and the look of the levels the leveling up system is pretty nice as well It is a um, I'm pretty sure it's described as a rogue light. Um, uh, yeah, I don't see exactly what it says it is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a rogue light. It has some souls-like qualities to it as well. Um, so obviously this isn't like a melee-focused game, even though there are like, melee objects that you can pick up. Um, but mostly you'll be using different weapons that randomly spawn or you randomly find throughout the game, and you'll use them to your advantage. And the, and the, and the thing about the game is, you let's say my pistol has five shots in it, and I shoot five times. The reload isn't like a a quick animation on the character the reload happens over time and it happens faster when you're in cover That's the one thing about that. So it's an interesting game mechanic I think that's really I think it's a really well done game I haven't really run into anything like bugs or anything like that like other people are mentioning But I of course haven't played through the entire game yet I've just kind of completed the crypt and I was doing the the one mission where you're hunting the, 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 the priest or whatever the guy is Um, And I died during that, and I had to restart. Um, And there is, there is like a, there's that random factor, like kind of like in Neon Abyss, where your starting weapon, it's either gonna be pretty good, pretty decent, or you're gonna end up with like a one shot rifle and a one shot shotgun, and you're gonna have trouble through the first up, through like the first area. So it's really got that luck, like a luck system in there. Um, but I think that overall I do enjoy the game I need to play a little bit more of it and get into it more see what you know see what's all see what's all going on in there um, And I think that all overall the game is pretty well done um, And I like the aesthetics of it. I I, I, I'm, I Wasn't a big fan of the voice acting especially for the main character, but other than that it's been a fine experience, and I'm glad that um, it came up on the Xbox Game Pass, so I could play it for free, play it for what it's worth, and then I probably won't play it again, but, you know, for $20, um, I don't know if this one, it's kind of like the same thing as Carry On* and Neon Abyss, where it's like, I know I didn't, I didn't actually mention this on Neon Abyss, but it's kind of one of those things, it's like, it's its a single player game, it's straightforward. This one has more replayability, I think, than Carry On, but probably about the same amount of replayability as Neon Abyss. Um, being, you know, when you die, you start with a completely new loadout and blah 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 blah. So, all in all, um, it's a good game. I'd probably give this one like an 8. An 8, or, actually, probably more like a a 7.5. I think a a 7.5 is fair for this one. Um, like I said, the camera controls and stuff like that just don't feel right and then there's also like a melee mechanic But the enemy has to be super close to you and when they're that close to you. They're just gonna hit you You know, it's just it's one of those things that like I wish there was a dedicated button instead of just putting my cursor over something and Hoping that it's close enough for me to melee and stun them for a second so I can get out of there But like I said, it's it's a it's a little bit of I mean It's kind of a I mean I don't know if it's a difficult game, but it's got some souls like qualities in there like healing mechanic uh, leveling up mechanics Um, There's, like, bonfires that you rest at to save your progress if you want to, you know, exit out of the game and come back. Um, And then every time you die, you reappear in this bar that's in the game. And then when you go out of the bar, you collect your first weapons, and that kind of determines your run. Um, So, yeah. Uh, If you want to check it out, I'd check it out. All these games on Xbox Game Pass, like I said, it's like five bucks a month. You can't go wrong, especially because maybe you don't want to play these games, but... Right now, just to kinda, just kinda, you know, tell you, like, what's on this service. Halo, like, the whole Master Chief collection is on here. There's a game called Grounded, which is like a a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type game. There's a game preview available to, to play. Um... There's also, uh, new games and old games, like Golf of Your Friends is on here, Carry On, Sea of Thieves, uh, Football Manager 2020, all the Gears of War games, Um, Age of Empires, Definitive Edition, Dead by Daylight, Sunset Overdrive, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Alan Wake, I mean the list goes on and on and on, so if there's a game that you're thinking of playing like Blair Witch or Bleeding Edge, but you don't know if you want to buy it right away, like Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and stuff like that, five bucks to play all these games is a damn good deal, and I'm, I'm not affiliated with them at all. Fuck! I hate. I, I I I disliked the Xbox One. I hated the Xbox One through my entire through the entire current generation. But dang, if they did not sell this Xbox Game Pass so well, you know, it is a very very good. It even has Fallout 76 on here. Well, damn. All right, that's enough of jerking off Xbox. We're about to it's kind of. Uh, crap on them a little bit. So, the Xbox Game Showcase came around. Um, I think, all in all, this was better than, obviously, the Nintendo Direct Mini that came out last week. Um, But I think it was also better than the Ubisoft Forward, is what they called it, right? The Ubisoft Forward. And I think it was better than um, the last thing they put out with the Indie Showcase, right? Uh, This was definitely one of the better... Things that xbox has done now that being said i will I, like i don't i don't think they beat playstation i really don't i know there's a lot of people who want to believe that but there's just no way in my mind that this beat playstation's showcase uh there's just too much to be excited about in 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 that but there were there were some good things in here um and i will go over them with y'all so the first thing up is halo infinite now halo infinite is um, it's either universally hated or universally liked like there's no middle ground on this game right now people either don't like the way it looks and they don't think that it's gonna be good or there's people who like the way it looks and they like the way it plays and they say yep this is gonna be the best game ever me personally I'm I'm more so leaning towards the you know, the bad side of things right this gameplay demo which they actually came out and said oh this isn't the final build of the game. Uh, It's just it's just a work in progress. We want to just show something. It's like This game is supposed to release with the Xbox Series X I believe right and they are I mean the guns look like plastic the character animations are very Very rigid, you know, there's there's like especially in the open world Um, The graphics themselves like especially on that like leader brute guy Just don't look as crisp as like a halo 5 or even a 4 Um, I think the guns just look very generic like they don't have any personality really to them I also don't like the redesign of the assault rifle and the pistol Um, I think that they are going a little bit too far with this one now an open-world halo game might be pretty cool you know I'm not gonna knock it till I try it of course but the way that the game's looking right now it kind of looks like it's gonna be like a destiny halo kind of thing right which is funny because Bungie was a part of the halo developer so <clears throat> it's it's a very mixed bag um, because like the cinematics and, and story and stuff like that have people really captivated you know but then the gameplay comes in and you're just I'm I'm just not impressed by it. There's a lot of pop in people were noticing that and I was noticing it too during the live stream And that's not saying like it's a live the live streams fault It's actually the video game itself where mountains in the background are just popping in, you know They're showing up grass. That's right in front of you is just popping in just showing up just environmental stuff and you would think that if they want to show off the game and show how it's gonna run it. Blah 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 blah. Wouldn't you get a better build of the game, or or be in an area that that you're that you're you're comfortable with? But if this is the best that they have for the game to show off for the game, that's kind of concerning, especially if they're supposedly the you know holiday 2020 release. You know alongside the Xbox Series X Microsoft is probably pushing this team so hard to be like we need a halo to launch with this system That's that's probably what they're cramming into their heads They're like we need this halo game whether it's finished or not, (laughs) you know So I don't blame 343 actually right now I think I'm mostly blaming uh, Microsoft, because they're probably really, like I said, they're probably pushing them so hard to get this game out in time for holiday, in time for the console release. And that's just not going to make a good game. Like I said, I don't want to knock it until I try it. I'm pretty sure it's coming to, um, the Xbox Game Pass, like, day one. Which is a pretty big gamble for them, um, everyone's going to be able to play it who has the Xbox, you know, subscription. That's pretty that's pretty interesting <coughs> Yuck Alright other world premieres as dusk falls, which is a interactive drama um, It's a studio comprised of some veterans um, Of the of the gaming blah 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 blah. Um, it's a multi-generational story set in the American Southwest about Resilience, sacrifice, and how the mistakes of the older generation transmit to the younger. Um, It begins as a focused tale of two families trapped in a hostage situation and becomes a sprawling epic about how people grow and change over the decades. Um, So not much was really shown about the game itself. Um, I think the... It says it's a... um, interactive drama. um, And... That, in itself, kind of, steers me off course for this one. Um... But... I'm willing to give anything a chance. I think that this game has an... I don't know if the... The art style just isn't, like, amazing what they showed off. I mean, it's just, like, almost like painted pictures with... Just kind of, like, very... Like, you can tell when a scene changes, right? That's, that's That's the kind of thing that they're showing off in the trailer that they showed off. Um, so... You know... It's gonna be interesting, I guess. But, me personally, I'm not really interested in it myself. Um, Avowed, which is coming from Obsidian Entertainment, is gonna be a first-person RPG set in the world of Aura. And it's gonna be a fantasy world. They didn't show, like, anything off about it. They just showed, like, a guy holding a sword, and he had magic, and he was fighting something. And it was, like, a two-second type deal. Um, it's definitely... I mean, it could be the Skyrim of the next generation, right? But Bethesda's been dragging their feet and they've been making subpar games for a little while now and I think that Obsidian is gonna come in and be like, Hey, you remember that Outer Worlds game? Well, now we're coming at you with a fantasy RPG that's gonna trump anything that Skyrim did in the past. And Bethesda's gonna be like, oh shit. (laughs) I think I just peed a little. Fable Fable is coming back. They will not let this series die, especially after the third game was so abysmal Um, But uh, they showed off this like cinematic trailer for it It's gonna be developed by Playground Games for the Xbox Series X and Windows 10 and it will be coming to Xbox Game Pass uh, When it launches not much is known about the game yet, but you can you can bet your hiney that this is gonna be a very It's gonna be a very um, talked about game whether it's negative or positive that's for the future to tell. Also, uh, Forza Mortar Sport, of course, is coming. Uh, it's probably gonna be released on the same day as the Xbox Series X. It's a racing game, it's probably gonna look pretty impressive, but... Um, all in all, it's a racing game that I probably will, won't play. Um, it, it seems like they're... I don't remember, was, what, were the Forza games numbered? I feel like the Forza games were numbered and now they're just not numbering them. Yeah, whatever. They also showed off the Gunk, which was an interesting looking game. And it's actually from the same creators as the World franchise, which is pretty awesome. Now, the Gunk, I believe they've already come out and said that it's probably not going to come to any other systems for at least maybe a year because they have exclusivity um, rights for the Series X, which kind of annoys me. Now, I'm guessing it's going to also come to um The PC as well, um, but this is definitely way different than anything else that they've created in the past It's a th- third person almost like an open-world adventure. It's not about robots. It's not about You know steam world and digging underground and turn-based nope. It's nothing like that It's a third-person open-world game where you try and fight some sort of corruption that's taken a hold of a planet or several planets, and your job is to pretty much clean up the gunk. It's interesting, Um, and I think this is the most interesting thing that we saw at the presentation. I thought- I think it looks pretty good. Um, There's not much known about it yet, but the game will be a co-op, right? The gunk is a game- or, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't say specifically that the gunk is gonna be co-op, but it says that there's two people trapped on this land So maybe it will possibly be a co-op game uh, The game is supposed to come out in September of next year for the Xbox Series X Xbox one and the Windows 10 PC So it is coming to PC. So that's pretty nice as well So I will be looking forward to playing that I love image and form they made my favorite game from last year which was steamworld uh, quest and uh yeah, um we'll uh we'll see what that brings in the future. Uh Fantasy Star Online 2: New Genesis coming in 2021. Online action RPG Fantasy Star Online 2, well known for its unparalleled character customization and battle action with captivating uh captivating world. Uh, they announced that the latest entry for the game is going to be called Fantasy Star Online 2: New Genesis. Uh, not much, I don't, I don't really care about that, so I'm not going to go into depth about it. Stalker 2 is going to be, uh, coming out next year as well. Um, Stalker 2 is a unique blend of first-person shooter and immersive simulation and horror. Okay. So that sounds kind of interesting. I like the, uh, the art style on this one. Um, I think that, uh, it has a bit of potential. There's like, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's like modern warfare with the with the uh, obviously it's actually a place Chernobyl so you know I guess or Pripyat Pripyat that's what I'm thinking of Pripyat so it looks like you're gonna be in Pripyat or Chernobyl and it looks like there's like anomalies from the nuclear explosion. And You're just gonna be uh, going around. I don't know if you're gonna be fighting them per se Um, It might be more like an outlast type game where you're kind of running away and scavenging and stuff like that But I never played the first one. It seems kind of interesting. So I might check it out Um, But yeah, that looks kind of cool State of Decay 3 is coming next year as well. It's currently in development It'll bring fans a new zombie survival simulation Not much else about that one. It was just a teaser for it People were not impressed with State of Decay 2, and uh, hopefully they can fix some of the things that people were complaining about in State of Decay 3. Um, But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that side of things as well. Tetris Effect Connected. uh, It's Tetris with co-op and competitive online and multiplayer modes. It's Tetris like you've never seen or heard or felt. An incredibly addictive, unique, and breathtakingly gorgeous reinvention of one of the most popular puzzle puzzle games for all time. Tetris, I feel like Tetris never ends. Uh, holiday 2020 for that one so it's a launch title wow <laughs> um Warhammer 40k dark tide uh, that's coming in 2021 it's from the same developers as the Vermintide series dark tide is gonna be a four-player co-op game set in hive tertium you'll fight together and with your friends against hordes of enemies in a new Warhammer 40k adventure Um... I've, i people are speculating that this game is pretty much just gonna be Vermintide, but maybe there's gonna be a different faction in it um, It does look interesting from the little bit of um, of, of, of screen not screenshots, but trailer we have it looks like it might be like a Vermintide But it's more sci-fi where you're using guns instead of like melee weapons But it's yet to know we're yet to know what exactly we're fighting whether they're zombies demons whatever mutants probably mutants so, yeah, from the from the little trailer that we saw, there's a guy with, like, an assault rifle, there's a guy with a sword, there's a guy with, like, a shotgun, um, hard to tell what the other guy is, is using, probably, it looks just like an assault rifle to me, um, but yeah, four player co-op, so it might be like a Left 4 Dead type game in the end, but it could also just be more like Vermintide sci-fi, which sounds pretty cool too, not gonna lie. And that's pretty much it. I mean, they had a bunch of like, oh, this is coming soon to this. This is coming soon to this. Um, So they had. They they said that Crossfire X is coming to console. It's a PC franchise. They said uh, they were talking about Destiny Two Beyond Light, which is coming November tenth. Ever Wild, which is coming to the to everything on on the Xbox Game Pass. They didn't have much to say about that other than it was just a rare developed game. Grounded as I already said coming uh, it, they were talking about how it's getting a you know It's gonna be a co-op game, and it's getting a, a, a like a little demo thing The medium which is coming in 2020 uh, holiday 2020 um, It's a puzzler game like kind of like a dark puzzle game the outer worlds is getting a new DLC on the on September 9th 9th called peril of Gorgon and it's gonna add a substantial amount of content darkly humorous you um, you'll play as the br- in a brand new noir tinged adventure that takes place uh, takes players to the Gorgon asteroid to investigate the mysterious origin of Adrena time. Uh, while there you'll find new weapons, armor perks, flaws, along with some freedom to solve problems that made the original game so rewarding. And people who've played ex- uh, the outer worlds on Xbox game Pass, you'll also be able to grab the adventure uh, this and future adventures or expansion passes. Um, For an extra 10% off They uh, talked a little bit more about Psychonauts 2 which perked my ears up again Um, You'll be going through worlds and stuff like that just like the first game freshly minted special agent and acrobat extraordinaire Raz returns to to unpack emotional baggage and expand mental horizons along the way He'll help new friends like the magical Moat of light voiced by and sung by Jack Black uh, Raz must use his powers to unravel dark mysteries about the Psychonauts team and his own family origins. So I'm excited for Psychonauts 2. Um, I remember backing a project on Kickstarter a while back, and it ended up being like a VR game. I think I thought it was maybe it was Psychonauts 2, and then uh, Xbox bought the bought the company, or uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it does look really stylized and really cool this is another one of those like this is the better games that they showed off um, it, it does look like they're keeping like that same similar dream style to like the the mind stuff we didn't see anything like in the in the real open world really um, but it does look it's like it's gonna be a pretty cool adventure um, if you haven't played the first game it's a really really good game. It's like an open 3d platformer type world but you go inside people's minds and each mind has like a different theme to it. Um, it's really interesting really cool, so I'm excited for that and um, it doesn't say that's coming to Xbox game pass um, Tell me why is another game that's going to come out the 27th of August It's an exclusive game from do don't nod entertainment the same studio who created life is strange or as I call it life is cringe um, the uh, the mystery is gonna- you're gonna play as twins Tyler and Allison Ronan exploring the memories of their joyful but troubled childhood in a beautiful small town Alaska. Supernatural bond that allows the twins to interact with memories of the past, choose memory paths to determine the outcome and uncover their personal story through three chapters. Okay, so it's pretty much Life is Strange 3. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about the stuff that they announced, like, or they, they showed off before the, the thing- the presentation. Um, it's just, a, it's a lot to go over. If you want to check it out, you can. The whole presentation is obviously online. Alright, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Let's get into some other news. Um, the, 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 what, the, 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 I can't talk right now. The first, the first two games, of course, are getting remastered, and the soundtrack is being joined by a lot of new songs. So, um, why they're adding new songs? He said that just like skateboarding culture, the songs ever grow with the with the culture of skating, so they want to bring in an ever-growing and diverse soundtrack to keep in ties with the skateboarding culture. So, what did they add to the game that wasn't in the base game? A lot, actually. I, I'm gonna go through these. I don't know most of these bands, so just uh, bear with me here. Um, uh, A tribe called Quest. Can I kick it? A sways and the ghosts connect to consume. Alex Le Lehi Le Lehi. Le- 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 Misery Guts All Talk, Let's Do It American Nightmare, Life Support Back Chat, Step It Up Baker Boy, In Control Billy Talent, Afraid of Heights Black Prez, Featuring Kid Something, The Struggle Chai, South Charlie Brown Jr, Confisco? Cherry Cola, Something To Say Chick Norris, Made Me Do Craig Craig, Featuring Icy Black, Stomp Crush Effect, Featuring Kara, Coming Through Destroy Boys, Duck Eat Duck World, DZ Death Rays into it, Fiddler the C- West Coast, Junk Buddy, Sedona, Less Than Jake, Bomb Drop, Machine Gun Kelly, Bal- Bloody Valentine, Mercury's Base featuring Tech 9 and Hopson, MXPX, Let's Ride, Picque Picque Picque, Mid 20s Skateboarder, Real Big Fish, She's Famous Now. Rough Francis deathwire screaming females let me in skepta shutdown split spilt milk run it run it up part 2 strung out firecracker sublime same in the end the ataris all souls day the super best friends club like this token flamingo tyrone Briggs, lose control viagra voice slow learner and zebrahead all my friends are nobodies so this is going to be uh Those songs are going to be added to the original list of songs that I already talked about. Um, So, yeah, they're keeping some of the same songs from the game, and then they're also adding in a bunch of other ones. And like I said, I don't mind that too much. I guess I didn't say this. (laughs) But I don't mind that too much, but uh, there's some people who are like, Eh, you're ruining the spirit of Tony Hawk. I don't know. I mean... I'm guessing that most of the songs aren't bad, you know? And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that, I mean, Tony Hawk... I mean, maybe he didn't hand pick these out, but I'm pretty sure that people who did the research know that these are popular songs in the skating community right now. So, I give it a big, whatever. Okay, um, so Cuphead actually dropped on the PlayStation Store pretty suddenly. Uh, This came out, it came out on last Tuesday. And it, there was no lead-up marketing. There was no lead-up anything. Just a, there was a, there was a leak where it was spotted on the PlayStation Store bef- the night before. Um, but Cuphead officially got announced and released on the same day during the Summer Game Fest. And uh, Geoff, uh, Jeff Cayley was actually the one who, in fact, announced it. So it is available right now for twenty dollars or fifteen pound. And the DLC, called Delicious Last Course, which has been being worked on for what seems like years now, is going to also launch on the PS4 the same day as other platforms like the Switch, PC, and Xbox. So, originally, um, the creators of this game said back in 2017 that there would never be, or there there will be no PS4 version. That's what they said at the time. Since then, Cuphead is, of course, released on a whole slew of consoles and platforms, including Tesla cars. So I guess, uh, better late than never for Sony. Um, people obviously, cu- I mean, Trophy Hunters, th- uh, obviously will also have a kick with it too. Um, people, people really enjoyed this game. Um, me personally, I haven't played it personally yet, but what I've seen of it, it looks really fun. And, uh, I know it's a pretty challenging and demanding game. So people who like getting trophies or rare trophies this is probably gonna be a pretty rare one. Um, gameplay probably works about the same as anywhere else um but if you uh, want to uh, make sure you go ahead and, and pick that up All right so after the whole clown posse incident um Red Dead on Red Dead Online finally updated with a with an update that introduced a new uh pursuit which is called the naturalist which allows you to track and hunt down an- uh, animals and you'll also be able to make like a um Oh, uh, animal field guide is what they're, t- what, uh, which I don't know exactly what that's gonna do. It also added added new legendary animals and more. So today's update also brings over 250 fixes. The official blog post reads: balancing adjustments and general improvements to Red Dead Online. These include solutions to address camp and animal spawn issues, improvements to matchmaking and team sorting methods for showdown lobbies, and more. Um, new open world events have also been added as well. Is this enough to keep the online community happy? No one really knows. <laughs> um, like I said, I think last week, uh, there was, like, clowns that invaded, uh, Red Dead 2 Online, Red Dead Online. Um, people just went to lobbies with clown uniforms on. They started beating each other up and doing pranks on each other and stuff like that. Just kind of milling about. They claimed that they were all clowns because they believed that Rockstar would keep, um, keep updating the game. Obviously, this update seems like a pretty decent size update, but I don't know if it's exactly what the people in the Red Dead Online community wanted. Alright, PlayStation Plus games for August 2020 have been announced, and actually you can download one right now, which is the uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, Campaign Remastered. The other game, which is Fall Guys, will come out on um... August 4th yes August 4th so that is I mean this is probably the best PlayStation Plus in a while it's two, like one game is brand spanking new the other game was released earlier this year Uh, I'm pretty pretty sure it came out like right before the quarantine started right back in April um, so essentially, uh, starting today, you can go ahead and download Modern Warfare 2 Remastered right now. And then, like I said, you just gotta wait until July- uh, August 4th for Fall Guys, um, which will be launching on all platforms. I already bought it on PC, but I am gonna also add it to my library and PlayStation because it's not gonna be cross-platform yet. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, this is like the first time we've had, like, a game be brand spanking new and come to PlayStation Plus right away. Um, I feel like it's been so long since we've seen something like that, especially for a game as big as Fall Guys is going to be. I mean, people are already scrambling head over heels for the beta. Me personally, I really enjoyed the game myself. Um, it was just a very goofy and like doughy. You, you know your character like is almost like dough, you know. He's like a worm or whatever. And it's really it's just it's a 60-player battle royale kind of Here's the kick though. It's a, like a platformer type game. There are some elements of the game that I think need a little work, like, this, there's, like, sports you play against, there's, like, team-based things where it'll knock out, like, your whole team if you lose. And those things never seem to go my way. Uh, it's, it's one of those harder events that's, like, you have to work with people all of a sudden. And and everything else is, like, an obstacle course. You go through the first, like, X amount of people through the finish line, move on to the next round, anyone left in the, in the, you, know, in the you know, anyone left on the map just get eliminated. It's a very interesting concept, and it's a really fun game, and if you haven't played it yet, and if you want to play it, you're gonna have to find a beta code for it, which is only gonna run through the weekend. So, uh, once the game is officially released on Tuesday, I'm sure that it's gonna be one of the most popular games, and it's probably gonna be a lot of people's game that they play a lot during the year, especially because it's coming to PlayStation Plus right away. That's- that's one of those things that's like, that kind of solidifies that this game will be played by thousands upon thousands of people, and I'm pretty sure that all the beta stuff going on is also going to give them a lot of sales too. And I think they deserve it. Like I said, Devolver Digital is one of my favorite freaking developers. They've already made one of my favorite games this year, Carry On, and now they're making another one that's probably going to be up there as well. So if you want to check it out, um, like I said, it will be free on PlayStation Plus. Or if you want, if you can sneak a beta code, um, there's lots of creators giving them away, including the official Twitter themselves. And if you can't, if you can't get anything, um, just a You know, trust me when I say that Fall Guys is a game that anyone can really play. It's goofy, it's funny, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so EA seems to be the front-runner in companies wanting to to buy or invest in Warner Brothers Gaming Division. Um, There were a few other companies looking into it, like Activision, Microsoft, and Take-Two Interactive. But right now, EA might be the one to make the first move. So during the company's latest, latest financial call, the CFO, Blake Jorgensen, hints that the acquisition could be under serious con- consideration. Um, he, he suggests that it will be a big asset uh, getting the Warner Brothers gaming division on. And he's also quoted as saying he's more interested than ever in acquiring new talent. Well, obviously you don't want to read too far into his comments, they're just small little snippets. It's probably easy to believe that they are looking into maybe striking a deal with Warner Brothers to buy the gaming division. Um, like I said in the past, Warner Brothers would still own like the Batman and Arkham franchise and and, and Mortal Kombat, I believe they have too. Um, but the division would be overseen by EA or, you know, uh, whoever would buy them out. So it's an interesting thing, um, I don't know if EA would be the best place for Batman, or at least Warner Brothers. Gaming Division, to go. Because, even though EA has done some nice things for us recently, they've also done some pretty shitty things as well. You know, when I compliment EA, I also need to slap them in the back of the head, because, you know, on one day they're releasing, you know, they're giving- they're giving a- a studio everything they want. You- you guys take your time with this game. Release it how you want, there doesn't need to be loot boxes, don't need to be an online component, bada bing, bada boom, we got Jedi Fallen Order last year. Contrary to that, they also are are, are a a company that will push a team to their limits so far so that the finished product sucks, and then they blame the team because they pushed them so far, kinda like Mass Effect Andromeda, and Anthem, and probably Dragon's Age 4 in the future. So, take that as you will. Obviously, I do not s- want to see the- this company go to EA. Like I said last time, I'd want them to either go to Take-Two or Microsoft. Activision, obviously not either. Okay. Speaking of, um, you know, acquisitions, 2K Sports. So, there's going to be a new NFL game it's going to come to the PS5 in 2021. Now, this isn't going to be a simulation game like Madden. 2K has signed an agreement with the National Football League, of course, as I said already. But now they've signed a um, something with the National Football League Players Association, which will ensure that the NFL's biggest stars will uh, be able to appear in multiple American football projects from 2K, which are uh, supposed to be all arcade football games. They can't do anything simulation. But... Because they can actually use players' names now, this opens up the possibility that something like NFL Street or, you know, the old uh, 2K, uh, NFL 2K games could come back in the future, or maybe they'll try something completely different. So, um... The first game is scheduled to release next year. According to a press release, the partnership will grant 2K the rights to feature the names, numbers, images, and likeliness of over 2,000 current NFL players. Um, And like I said, if you missed the previous announcement, EA Sports, they retained exclusive rights for the next five years to do simulation NFL games, while NFL 2K is most likely uh, only going to be putting out Arcade themed games for the foreseeable future, and like I said the last game they put out was that NFL 2k game And uh, I'm I'm wondering if also they're gonna maybe think about bringing back the street games because those games were really fun We haven't had one since NFL Street 2 um, So it would be interesting to see that franchise or that type of game Come back because those games are ones that people really really enjoy now I think that the arcade games are gonna be Probably better than the Madden games, to be honest with you. Um, the Madden games, as you guys know, I don't want to talk about it too long because I go into several rants throughout the podcast talking about Madden. They've just gone downhill so much that um, it's hard to believe that they retain the rights to the uh, Madden franchise. And um, it just seems like a big flop for the NFL to keep throwing money at these games. And obviously, because they said next five years, which means the next five games... That means that they won't be doing what I want them to do, which is have one game released for the next generation and just update that one game until there comes a time when the graphics, when the physics, when the engine can be updated enough that you need to release a new game. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like they're going to be doing that, but with the NFL 2K stuff, maybe we'll see something a little bit different and maybe it'll sway people to buy more so those 2K arcade games. Okay, so splinter cell is coming back. You heard me right there. It's coming back Sam Fisher will be back in a new Netflix series Which uh, people have been going wah want want to because everyone and their mother has been asking for a new splinter cell game But it doesn't seem like Ubisoft wants to do that. They keep bringing Sam Fisher back for like little cameos Maybe a mobile thing here or there but they've officially decided to go with a Netflix series. So, as reported by Variety, the TV series is going to be an anime-styled affair, and Der- Derek Kolstad is on board as a writer and executive producer. Um, he also did um, writing for John Wick, uh, the actually the entire John Wick movie franchise. So the series has been picked up for about 16 episodes, which is going to be two seasons. Other than that, there's not much to know about the series, Um, Fans may may want to expect something completely different than what the series is offered with like stealth and stuff like that Or maybe it will stay true to its series who knows and maybe this is the dawn of A new game in production as well to go to coincide with the TV series Who knows maybe they're gonna judge whether to make another you know spin cell game if the you know the Netflix series does well It's hard to say Okay, so Nio 2 has new DLC which is out now for about 10 doll hairs. It's called The Tengu's Disciple. This is the first of 3 pieces of DLC for Nio 2 and this one is launching, of course, it's already launched on on the the, the, the PS4 store and it's it's going to have story elements, new weapons and all that stuff. So the listing states travel to new coastal region of Yashima. Oh, Yashima! Yeah, that's a, that's a song by the Flaming Lips. Um, and go back in time to the final years of the Heian period. There you'll meet new allies, face fearsome yokai, and discover the connection between the legendary Soamaru and Ot- Otakamaru. The DLC will unlock access to more than 10 new missions across three different stages, more unique bosses and yokai, and an all-new weapon type named the Split Staff with two more content backs to come in the following months. Um, so yeah, it seems like this is a pretty big DLC. Um, I'm wondering how the bosses are gonna be, because a lot of people love the bosses in the Nioh games. So it's gonna be interesting to see the new bosses they cook out, it's gonna be interesting to see the new areas and the new enemies, and uh, hey, maybe we'll see some old old enemies return as well. I guess we'll have to play it and find out. Um, of course, I'm, I I have not started Nio2. I played a little bit of it. I have not gone very far in it. I I've sort of pseudo given up on Nio1 for the moment while I play other things. But I will get back to them in the future. Trust me on that. Believe it. All right. So fight crab. The developer of the game is coming out and telling uh telling everyone why the game is about crabs fighting. With various weapons if you don't know what this game is uh, pretty much you play as giant crabs and crustaceans and you wield weapons or In some cases you don't but you fight in like cities and stuff like that So you know you'll see like crabs with dual wield revolvers a chainsaw swords Etc. Etc so um (laughs) uh, When asked about the concept uh, the Japan based indie developer uh, Masafumi Onuki explained how the idea was to make a physics based game and crabs were simply the best fit for it. He's quoted as saying I wanted to make a physics based fighting game along the lines of Totally Accurate Battle Simulator or Gang Beast, but when you have physics with humanoid models they always come out unstable and it turns into a a gag game. Crabs on the other hand are flat and have lots of legs which makes them perfect for something like this and it frees up the arms for more in depth control. It wasn't just this reason that crabs were selected, because they're cool as well, according- Oh. (laughs) It's- that's not the only reason they were- they were selected, uh, he said that they are cool as well, that's why he selected crabs and stuff like that. Inspiration was also taken from a mixture of kaiju movies such as Godzilla and Pacific Rim, anime and nature documentaries also featuring crabs. Fight Crab is gonna come out on the 15th of September. And it looks like it's gonna be a very- I mean, he's- he's saying that those games are too goofy, but- Or gag games, quote-unquote. But this game also looks like a gag game as well, so I don't know where he's exactly coming from, but... Hey, whatever, looks kind of fun. Atari, haven't heard about them in a little while. Um, the new console that they're making is supposedly supposed to be releasing, quote-unquote, soon. The new V- uh, VCS console. Um... So, uh, in an interview with Medium, Chief Operating Officer of Atari, Michael Arts, came out and answered some questions about the machine, the hardware, and the company's visions for the living room. One of the most interesting questions related to the console's fits in the grand scheme of things. Is it a PC, a game console, or is it more like a Raspberry Pi or a smartphone? Um, So... Uh, the VCS can play both modern and retro games, stream in the 4K, and host PC titles. But, Arts feels that thinking outside the box is all part of the approach. And he cites that Nintendo has achieved this with the Switch as an indicator that sometimes you have to create the market and success will follow. He said, We also did not want to engage in the arms race with any of the new console makers. Atari's goal is to reach the mass consumer that may not want to pay a premium for a layer of hardware performance they rarely tap into, and who may be looking for something a bit different from what the dedicated consoles provide. Nintendo has done an amazing job of breaking from the mold by emphasizing portability over processing power, combined with unique games and proprietary IPs. Um, And with other new retro-style consoles coming to the market alongside us, clearly we are not the only ones who saw the opportunity to do something different. The Atari VCS 800 Onyx-based system will sell for about $300, while an all-in bundle, which includes the Atari Classic Joystick and VCS Modern Controller, which costs about $60 both on their own, will set you back about $400. According to Arts, sales availability will be announced soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well this is going to sell. Um, It's just one of those things that's like... Why? What? What is this going to be? You know what? What? What are they doing? I don't understand. Atari games haven't been that great. Like, what's the last Atari game that even came out? Atari games. Pong. <laughs> uh, gee, I don't even know. Uh, they. They. I mean, 2011 seems to be like the last date that I'm seeing right here is the last, like, published game from them. Oh, there's 2014. Um, let me type new Atari games. Ah, Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures, Tempest 4000, Pong Quest, uh, Deer Hunter, Atari Flashback Collection. So yeah, it's, it's not like they're really pumping out games, you know. Oh look, you can buy a Halo Deluxe Arcade for $15,999! <laughs> okay, so yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a real reason to even buy this, especially if it's like gonna play Atari games. Like, I played that Tempest 4000 game, it sucked. Pawn Quest has mixed reviews. Rollercoaster T- Roller Tycoon Adventures, I don't even know what that game is. Apparently it came out last year, or two years ago. Um, Atari Flashback collections are- collections of good games, but they've released them so many times, like, why? Um, I don't even know what these other games are that are on here. So, yeah, um, might be a bust. Probably gonna be a bust. Okay, uh, PGA Tour 2K21 is gonna use some impressive mapping technology to bring courses to life. Um, So in a uh, video that was posted on their official channel, PGA Tour 2K21 gave us an inside look of how the -the state-of-the-art mapping technology is going to be used to bring real-life courses into the game. The development team at HB Studios have partnered with Terra Imaging to to capture the process detailed aerial drone footage of each course. These drones will capture nearly every real-life detail of these intricate courses right down to the one centimeter of accuracy, and then convert the data to 3D images for HB Studios developers to recreate in-game. A press release covering the the video notes that each course takes HB Studios several months to build. Sean West, who is the senior producer of the company, says, Our goal is to make PGA Tour 2K21 in-game TPC courses Recreations are detailed as possible, so it feels like you're actually playing the course alongside the top PGA Tour pros. To see professionals play these courses on TV and then watch one each one come to life as a playable co- course within the game is an incredibly cool process to see. So far, the 15 licensed courses are going to be the Atlantic Beach Country Club, Copperhead Course, East Lake Golf Club, Quail Hollow Club, Riviera Country Club, Boston, Deer Run, Louisiana, River Highlands, San Antonio, Sawgrass, Scottsdale, Southwind, Summerlin, and Twin Cities so far have been announced. Um, 2K21 comes the 21st of August, so we'll know exactly how detailed they are in the near future. Alright, let's move on to the games that are coming soon. Uh, So this game is called Worm Jazz, which is gonna mix Bomberman with Snake, and it's going to come to the Switch and other consoles. Let's take a look at this. Now. You know. I don't like the sound effects. Um, seems a little weird. Looks like this little worm. Okay, so it's definitely doing like a snake type thing. Where it's eating the dots and growing. And there's a golden apple in front of this worm. That looks really weird. Bricks are coming up to encapsulate Arena and it looks like he's gathering a power-up to he's got two power-ups now Um, And he just exploded it so it looks like so let me just describe it so it looks like you grab a red dot and you grab a green dot and The green dot is like a life and the red dot is a bomb so you want to make sure that you get somewhere safe um, there's little buttons on the ground. That you press to to do the bomb, and then you continue on as your worm from the green spot. So it's kind of weird. Kind of weird. Um, the uh, in the create the founder and sole developer named Yu He said it's certainly not a coincidence that this game was conceived at a game jam. In many ways, Worm Jazz feels like a lot. feels like a jam session. I think it's important that this game is instantly familiar, but at the same time, open the new elements that mix things up. So, yeah, I'm not sure how original this idea truly is. I think there's already some games on Switch that are kind of like this. Um, but this game comes out, um, oh, it's To Be Determined, so he hasn't set a release date yet. But like I said, it's like a Bomberman Snake game, and it looks like you press a button on the ground, and you explode a part in your body, and then you revive yourself at the green spot on your body, and you continue from there. So, kind of interesting. Demon's Tilt is going to be a 16-bit pinball game, and it's out, actually, right now. Uh, it came out the 28th. It's a pin- it's pinball action, oh boy. So it looks- I mean, it's very stylized. It's got, like, an 80s kind of vibe to it, and you're essentially playing pinball on, like, a changing environment. It also looks like it has, like, um... It seriously looks like it's almost like a bullet hell, almost, too. But it's a pinball game. It's got some nice visuals. Um, it looks like there's occult stuff in it as well. Um, but it's definitely set up like a normal pinball-type game, too. So it's not, like, it's that crazy. So Demon's Tilt um, is due to come out today- de- uh, It came out the j- July 28th. It's, um... Its heavy metal aesthetic and ear-splitting sawtooth soundtrack, as well as tons of modes for flipper aficionados, prepare to unlock the secrets of the cathedral dark ritual and do battle on the leaderboards in Demons Tilt. So it looks like a very stylized game. Like I said, um, it's definitely something that pinball people will probably really attach themselves to because it looks a little—it looks a lot different than what you would normally see, like uh, you know, in, in a pinball game. Um, the last pinball game I played was Yoku's Island Express, and y'all know I love that game. This game is not exactly like that, it's more of a, it's more of like what you would expect from a pinball game, but definitely looks like it has some unique things to it to make the game a little bit more... unique! <laughs> um, Shakes on a Plane. It's gonna bring Overcooked-style co-op Chaos to the Switch in November, let's take a look at that. Thirty thousand feet high. So it does look a kind of like of Overwatch in some, not Overwatch, Overcooked in some ways. One cabin crew. So it looks like you're playing as like a host on a on a flight, and Can you're. You tame the chaos. <laughs> okay. So it looks like each. Oh my gosh, it's hard to. Chase on a plane. Coming to PC and Nintendo Switch. November 12th is coming out. So let me let me read about this one because I'm kind of confused about it. So, um... Players work together 30,000 feet above the ground with coordination and good teamwork to encourage at all times. It's got a perfect touch of humor common in many of our games along with compelling storyline. Perfect for anyone craving something more offbeat. Says Stevan. Myrsink, who is the CEO of Ensemble Entertainment. We're anxious to get this into the hands of the of the fans and casual players alike. So, in a press release, this says, dangerously difficult. No matter how unreasonable the ungrateful the passengers are, how, or how outlandish their demands may be, the cabin crew must make it work. Every attendant has a job to do, no matter how vile. Quirky co-workers, each attendant in the crew has a different outlook on life, and in turn a unique special ability. Take Mr. Yerman, for example. He was fed up with life as a prison guard, so became a flight attendant, and as a natural next step, he's also a passionate knitter. Okay. (laughs) Fine dining. As everyone knows, airline passengers will only accept the best of the best when it comes to in-flight cuisine. While you may not be boasting a Michelin star, the crew is counting on you to work as a team to produce the very best shakes, burgers, and coffee, and more. So like I said, it's planned to launch on the Switch and PC. It seems like it's more like a um, those old games that I used to play, where, you know, you're at the counter and you're making- Like, there was a SpongeBob game where you made Krabby Patties, and you did like the different- the You know, each customer would have like a different order, and you'd cook up the patties and the fries and stuff like that and give it to them. This looks like it's a, it's a definitely a more basic- I don't know if it's more basic than over Overcooked, because it looks like there's a lot going on in the little bits of information that we had. Um, it definitely probably will require multiple people to get all the stars and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but I think the concept is kind of funny, and I like the name. Okay, so Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix original, has a game coming in August. I don't even know if I want to even look at this. My name is Thomas Shelby. Alright, so it's a top-down... Top down game it looks like. Maybe that was just a cutscene, I don't know. But that can never be done. Peaky Blinders. Mastermind. Uh it's hard this Okay. Okay. I realized that everything can change. They're showing like scenes from the show and then they're showing scenes from the game. And the game looks pretty bad military precision. Yeah, lead the Peaky Blinders. Alright, I don't want to get copyright strikes. So, essentially, it is a top-down brawler. That is literally it. Um, so, it's coming from Future Labs, who also made Velocity 2X. Um, it's, um... It's a puzzle adventure top-down up Based off of BBC's hit TV show, Peaky Blinders. It's going to be available the 20th of August. For $25! Jesus, dude. I don't think that Narcos game was that much. And that one sucked, too. Damn. ah, They're not going to sell many of those. Especially, oh my gosh. $25. That is outrageous. I'm moving on real quick. Okay. Last thing for today is called Not. Which is a, it's kind of like Limbo in some aspects, Uh, let me watch the trailer here again. But essentially, uh, you play as like this cat-like creature, it's a 2D indie platformer. And, um... Essentially it has like this weird thing where the world moves around what you're doing. So it's like a platformer where you control the world mate, world, and then you also are controlling your character. Kind of reminds me of something that happened in Limbo in one of the sections, um, except the world is kind of moving freely with you. Um, it's twenty dollars, and it's actually already available on the PlayStation. There's 40 different levels, which will push your platforming capabilities to their limit. And it looks like there's a lot of different gameplay things happening, like as in like puzzles to solve and stuff like that. I think for the most part, it's going to be, um, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty straightforward game, but it looks like it's going to have a little bit of an extra challenge to it here and there. Um, so it does look a little bit interesting. And like I said, it is available, uh, actually today, it actually released today. Um, so like I said, 40 levels, uh, puzzle platformer, captivating story with strong emotional baggage. It's going to keep you coming back for more. It's based on metaphors rather than speech. So you have to To be concentrating they have to pick up every little detail, okay? (laughs) So yeah, like I said that's already out now if you want to check that out you can it looks kind of interesting The art style is very reminiscent of limbo um, But it's a lot more. It's a lot less dark I guess I would say even though it's just black and white you know colors um, It's still I mean limbo had like that dark atmosphere to it this one had more of a whimsical style to it I'm pretty sure so yeah um, that is actually all of the uh, the stuff that I want to talk about today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ferret 64. I do appreciate it very very much. If you want to you can check me out live Monday uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I think I might be adding some fall Guy streams in there as well to break things up um, which will probably be on Fridays for fall Guy Fridays which I'm sure is the most original name ever. But um, if you want to join me for that stuff, you can. Uh, there's also new episodes of Film Freaks every other week. This last episode was about Guns Akimbo from 2019. If you want to check that out, um, also new cl- new clip compilations coming out all the time. Half-Life 2 just recently dropped, which was created, which was put together by Callus or Kalas. And uh, the next one is going to be Terminator Resistance, which will be coming out Monday, I believe. And then Freedom Finger will be after that. Um, new episode of Stream Games Tierless is planned for next week. I haven't recorded yet, but I do have the groundwork for what I want to say about it, the game that we're going to be talking about. So look forward to that as well. Okay, um, our playthrough of the Tomb Raider series is going pretty well so far. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying that. We're on Rise of the Tomb Raider now, and once we get done with Shadow of the Tomb Raider, then I'll talk about the whole trilogy as a whole in a future episode of Ferris 64. As for right now, I am your host, Yammy the Ferret, and this has been another episode of... Ferret 64. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.